what is your goal, financially speaking, for retirement? Most likely, it's to make sure that you're able to have enough money to last through your, your retirement years while living the lifestyle that you plan for. Sounds pretty straightforward, right? Where it gets complicated is negotiating between equally but valid conflicting concerns with your money in retirement. Number one, you have the need for safety and principal preservation. I mean, you're not putting more paychecks into your retirement accounts, but also the need for growth to hedge inflation and other unexpected costs during retirement. So how do we balance these two concerns? That's where I have Brian Marston of Rubino and Lang Wealth Partners on with me this week to discuss. Welcome to After the Paycheck, the series dedicated to helping people to and through their retirement process. I'm your host, Adam Bly. This week, I am here with partner at Rubino and Lang Wealth Partners, Ryan Marston. Pleasure to be here with you. Good good to have you here. <laughs> Very full. Yeah. <laughs> um, and this week, we're going to talk about uh, why your retirement portfolio strategy needs to be different than when you were working and how mentally to make that adjustment before retiring so you can help maximize your probability of success in retirement. Yeah, great topic. I think it's a common question or like unknown to some of the people we sit down with and talk to um, about really what the difference is and how they, how, what, what changes that they have to make mentally going into retirement. Yeah, I think that, like you said, mentally, I think there's a big disconnect between that. And we're going to get into that with that, you know, you spend 40 years of your life working for sure you know, this, whether it be a, a various amount of companies or this, that, the other thing, and then all of a sudden you're just done. And it's yeah. like, how do you mentally prepare for that? It's, yeah, it's tough. Like, I mean, you're, you've been saving these entire, you know, 30, 40 years, however long your working life was into these retirement vehicles. You just plow as much money as possible into it, hopefully get some good returns um, with the market. Uh, and all of a sudden it's built up to X amount of dollars. And now what do I do now? Like, what can, what can I take out of the account? Like, wh- where do I go from here leading into retirement? Right. So let's kind of get into, just move this forward into what that, those two mindsets are. You have what you guys call two different phases of your, your, I don't say your life, but of your yep. years, right? There's accumulation and then decumulation. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So the accumulation phase is, is during those working years, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, not only, again, are you putting money in, and hopefully maybe your employer is actually matching some of that money you're putting right, in, right. Um, but you're getting some growth on, on the accounts as well. So the, the assets are accumulating, and you're really just worried about growth because you're not taking money out um, unless it was like an emergency or you needed a 401k loan or some other you know, reason. Right. Um, but you're not taking money out of the account. And then all of a sudden, as you're getting closer to retirement, it starts to, well, it, it should be, the mindset needs to be changing a little bit. And, and how do I gear up for that decumulation phase? And I'm going to be withdrawing money from this account. How do you position the account? Because it is a, it should be actually a lot different than that accumulation phase, how you position assets in the retirement accounts for the decumulation phase. Right, right. We spend the majority of our lives thinking we need to grow our assets. Yeah. And we're always going to consistently have that paycheck to yeah. Just, again, add into that account that when you have to shift over to that idea of I have to spend, um, is there a point where a person has to, again, mentally um, come out of that idea of, hey, I'm not going to see this money grow as much anymore. There's going to be negatives out of it. There could potentially be, right? So, I mean, you can't get into much as much trouble on the accumulation side. Because right. even if you're having a bad market year, you know, you're again, you're plowing money into it. That's offsets some of those losses. And you're actually dollar cost averaging into the market, getting better growth on the money you're adding when the market might not be doing as well. 
Um, but on the decumulation side, you can actually run into a lot, lot of more issues potentially if the accounts not or your retirement accounts aren't properly set up. Um, you know, okay. if if it's too risky and there's too much volatility, or you're you're drawing down too much, which we can get into. Yeah, that's actually what what I want to get into. Right. So understanding that okay, Perfect. I'm going to be making withdrawals because again, yep. my paycheck is now what my 401k accounts or what my retirement portfolio yep. is. Is is there is there a point where I'm pulling down too much, and how do I know what that balance is? So potentially, right? So if like you know, using a couple examples um, or an example is. Let's say you had an all-stock portfolio going into retirement. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, that'd be a little bit aggressive, right? Okay. Um, and, you know, there could be and, – and you're drawing 4% from the account, okay? You have a 4% withdrawal strategy. So you have a million dollars that's in all equities, and you're taking out $40,000 a year. Well, what happens if February and March of this past year, um, the, you know, the coronavirus bear market issue, um, and happens? And you lose – if you had an all-stock portfolio, you could have lost, you know, upwards of 30%. Okay. In that in that few week time right. period, so now you no longer have that a million dollars. You have seven hundred thousand, but you're sticking to the four percent rule. Well, four percent on seven hundred thousand dollars is a lot different than four four percent on a million dollars, right? right? So right. you're gonna have to adjust your expenses or budget, and I don't think anyone really wants to do that. Right. Um, and that that's the issue you could potentially run into with having too risky of an account um, or retirement accounts heading into retirement. Okay. So this kind of goes back to what we were talking about before about that that balance between that safety of uh, of you know having that yeah. money that's going to be available to pay those uh, expenses to keep the lifestyle that you want. I don't want to eat peanut exactly. butter jelly sandwiches every day just to they're, they're okay every so whatever. often, right? But not, <laughs> you don't want them every day, yeah. right? Exactly. I know yeah. when I eat one here and there when I when I'm giving them to my son. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, Daphne won't eat half of her small eat the rest <laughs> yeah. of it. Yeah, kind of a thing. Yeah. But like, but. It, it, but to also, again, like you said, let's say there's – so if I have my, all of my money in this particular equities account, sure. that's probably a, not a good strategy to be in. I think it's a very risky strategy. So you want diversification. Not only like – you know, people traditionally, you know, they might have a different mindset of like what diversification is. And, you know, you have different stocks or different asset classes, whether it's financials or healthcare. But it's you have, we want diversification of accounts too. Right. You need accounts that are, are more stable. Stable while you're drawing them down. Uh, you need income-producing accounts. There's nothing wrong with equities, but equities um, should be designed to keep up with growth, inflation, um, unexpected costs that, are, that might come down the line in the future. Right. But those, that's more long-term. So you might, you want, you know, people can have the couple, you know, few bucket strategy. And for the short term, you might have a fixed income or an annuity um, that produces some sort of income stream that is going to be stable, less volatile than what that equity was. So you don't, you know, if February and March happen, you don't have to all of a sudden take a pay, pay decrease and, and, and live on, uh, a, you know, even reduced uh, expense or budge- budget scenario with how do I start to calculate like what what that balance would be? I mean, yeah. we go. I mean, you and I actually often often bring up in previous episodes the need for understanding what your budget is. Yeah. But how do I then understand what my balance should be between what should be in those more I don't want to say safety vehicles, but like those more fixed assets? Yeah. Where I mean, I have. I, I in this part, like if you're going to structure it that way, you know. I, I always look at like the next one to five years as short to in, intermediate term. Like you don't okay. want the money that you know you're going to need for the next one to five years uh, to live on from from your accounts in something aggressive. 
Okay. Because of the volatility, the, the markets potentially, and you don't again if if you have a setback of thirty percent on like in the equity you know say equity markets and using very general term uh, numbers here, but right, right. equity markets here have thirty percent setback, you don't want to have to take a pay cr- decrease. So if you have those in more stable accounts, whether it's fixed income or annuities that aren't going to be as volatile as equities, that's how you're positioning yourself so you don't have to actually make any changes or sustain any losses because the losses would come on that more long-term growth growth oriented stuff that you're giving it time to recover. Okay. All right. Because you're not reliant on that in the short term. Okay. And I'm not, yeah, like I said, I'm also not withdrawing from it. So exactly. that's a smaller pool of yeah. money that has to work harder to grow to yeah. get back to that. Exactly. Other so okay. I, like okay. under that example, like, you know, fast forward, market's done pretty well since that crisis earlier in the year. Um, and if you didn't draw down from that, well, maybe you've you're, you're recovered or close to recovering at this point. But if you actually start with spending down from that same account from you know February to now, you compounded that effect of that negative drop, and yep. you probably haven't recovered since then. Okay, okay. So if I'm someone who is, let's say, within five years of retiring, so I'm still in this accumulation phase. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm watching this episode right now, and I'm realizing, okay there is a point where I'm going to have to start withdrawing from my retirements in, let's say, another pandemic or another market volatility correction thing happens. Mm -hmm. An event happens that causes this big stir. Uh, What are some steps I can do today to help balance myself so Great that question. Way I'm ready and something like that. Yeah. So, you know, if someone gearing up for retirement, I, five years is definitely not too soon to, like, start looking into it. How do I position my assets? And, right. you know, at that point in time, you're not, you, you might not want – to like put everything into like safe on safety side yet, but you want to start de-risking your portfolio a little bit. So you don't have, you know, the year before you retire, you're not in, there's a huge um, economic crisis and you don't want to suffer a 30% loss. That's either going to delay your retirement now or again, reduce expenses. We keep going back to that. No one wants, no one would want that. So when you're within five years from retirement, you want to start looking at the amount of risk your portfolio is taking on. Um, and really analyze that and, and start de-risking it. And you can do that through the balancing of the funds you're using okay. or, or in taking some chips off the table. That was going to be my next question. Yeah. If I'm just, you know, Joe Schmo, who works as a marketing guy at some company, and I don't know what de-risking or balancing is, how do I know where to do that or who to talk to to make sure that that's happening? Well, I mean, you know, you, you can always reach out to someone. I, always, I would always say you can reach out to us if you want to take a look at the amount of risk your portfolio is taking on and see if it actually fits with where you are in your uh, time horizon but you know when when you when you go into like you log into your 401k or 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 your retirement vehicles um you can always reach out to them i would say and and they're not going to give you something specific to like your retirement situation but they they can give you some some information on your portfolio but It's, it's more than that's just that, right? When you're looking at it, you're going to make sure the risk you're taking on fits what your retirement outlook looks like and what your needs are going to be in the future and how it fits in. So it's not like everyone five years from retirement should have the same risk portfolio. Right, Everyone's right. going to be different. Um, so you really want to sit down with someone and go over your specific situation um, and how all your accounts filter into that situation. Like you said, yeah, yeah. everyone's situation is unique. You were talking about like balancing and talking to people. If I had like a target date fund type account, there's pros and cons to that, right? There are. Yeah, target date fund accounts are. You know, I was, I was, yeah, I was just talking about this the other day, and target date funds are are good for someone that 
doesn't want to really actively manage their 401k or and doesn't have someone to that they can rely on to help them manage their 401k okay. right so you're going to pay if you want if you're going to retire in 2030 you pick a 2030 fund and they're going to de-risk that fund accordingly as you get closer to the finish line um, but the problem is it doesn't necessarily account for market concerns economic crises um, and it puts everyone that's going to retire in 2030 into the same bucket too. Right, so right. maybe you don't. You're fortunate enough. You have a pension, and you're less reliant on on these funds you have in the 401k. Um, you might not want to be in the 2030 fund because it might be actually be too conservative. Right. Conversely, like you might need more conservativeness than the 2030 fund just because you're retiring. So it, it kind of like puts everyone in the same bucket, which I really don't like. Yeah. Um, but it does help people on on the other end uh, with with managing the actual portfolio that might not be as savvy as an, an investor. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. So to, to kind of wrap things up here, if I am, again, within five years of retirement, I need to understand mindset-wise, decumulation means understanding that there's got to be some balance in my portfolio, which yeah. means there's liquidity. Sure. Um, there's that, that safety aspect where I can have enough money to pay those one to five-year expenses that yeah. you said, right? Yeah. But then also understanding that People live longer today. There's there's a longevity risk that that people need to understand in their retirement. That while they're pulling down, there needs to be some of that some monies that's generating enough interest exactly. that is offsetting the other costs of living. Yep. Yeah. Okay. There's you know you should always have that safety bucket, which is like the liquidity money in the bank. Emergencies happen. Yep. Nine months of nine months to a year of expenses, roughly. Um, or more if you if if you didn't feel comfortable with just that, and then you have the income bucket, and then you have the growth bucket. And you're like and that, that's again a very general way of looking at it, but yeah. you need to break down your assets at least to like that sort of um, you know aspect. Yeah, I'm not thinking that I'm going to be able to be the one picking you know the spot the stocks that I'm in at the time. Yeah, but I think you said it's very important to to understand that that just to have that that mentality yeah. just to be able to. Give yourself peace of mind as you're drawing down from accounts because you're not replacing that money anymore. Exactly. Peace, yeah. It's all about added peace of mind. Added peace of mind. I like that. Cool. Yeah. Ryan, thank you very much for the time. Thank you for having me. Thank you. If you guys have any questions and you're not already at afterthepaycheck.com, head there now. You can fill it out on the form below at the bottom of the page, or you can subscribe to future episodes of After the Paycheck wherever you get your podcasts. Until next time, take care. representatives of Retirement Wealth Advisors, Inc., an SEC-registered investment advisor. Rabino and Lang Wealth Partners, LLC, and Retirement Wealth Advisors are not affiliated. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. This information should not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with a professional specializing in the fields of tax, legal, accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Insurance and annuities offered through licensed professionals of RNL Insurance Agency LLC, Mass Insurance License 1783398.